Good afternoon, bridge builders. These are your head bridge builders, Ray Torkelson and Josh Proto. Coming to you live from our alma mater, Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. Our social enterprise, Donor Bridge, is on a mission to build the bridge between people with resources who want to give and people in need who want help. Today is our third podcast brought to you by Anchor FM, Radio Reinvented, allowing you to make cool audio right from your phone. I wanted to give a couple quick shout outs to our partners, Do Good Multnomah and Ole Latte Coffee, as well as our friends at the East Portland Neighborhood Office, my friend growing up, Griffin Oscar, who did that wonderful introduction song, and our friend Gary V, who always inspires us. Um, today we're going to talk a bit about a video that went viral on Amazon, or excuse me, on YouTube about Amazon. Um, a guy named Rob Bliss, he published it on December 12th, so that was five days ago. It's already got over one and a half million views, approaching two million. The title of the video is How to ha Hijack Amazon Prime Now for Good. So we're going to play through the video a bit and give some of our commentary on it. And it deals with a subject very close to both of our hearts, to all of our hearts here at Donor Bridge, um, providing goods and services to the homeless. Yeah, and it really, I think, shows proof um, for a concept that uh, not only have we been executing and implementing in small ways here in Portland, but um, other larger entities in Seattle and Philadelphia, namely, have been, um, you know, doing a good job trying to implement and bring value to the community. Um, they did it without any sort of, to our knowledge, um, you know, pretense of wanting a profit or really trying to do it for money, but doing something good for the community. So uh, we won't say any more. We'll get right into the video. Lately, there's been a large development of smartphone apps that will deliver products to you not in one to two days, but in one to two hours. Okay, so I want to pause it there because he said that there's a large development of smartphone apps that will deliver something not in a matter of days, but in a matter of hours. Yeah. And then he goes on to use Amazon Prime now as an example. Yes. And there's been, like, I think a lot of apps maybe in, like, the food delivery yeah, area. Yeah, Postmates. I know Magic was a thing for a while, which is, like, generally everything. Yeah. Eats. But I can only think of, like, maybe, like, three or four. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's considered a large development. I don't know. It just seems like maybe a bit of an exaggeration, Rob. You can have pretty much anything you want delivered. That's not true. So we looked at Amazon Prime in Portland, and socks aren't even on it. There's yeah. Unless we're still figuring out how to Prime use it. Up. Yeah. We might not know what we're doing yet with Amazon. It doesn't look like we can get anything delivered. Um, so hopefully if a Portland company hears this that does socks, you see an opportunity in the market. Uh, we've had a 40% increase in homelessness. Okay, a 40% increase in homelessness. We're looking at this video, and it's supposed to be Politico, New York, an article. Let's just go to that article and talk about it real quick. So Politico, New York, 
40% increase homelessness. Let's see where like Rob got annual this count. article. Okay, so it's probably the same annual count. It doesn't really work that well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we're on the article that's in the video, and it's from Politico.com, New York, I guess. Um, annual count finds 40% increase in homelessness. This was right. July 5th, 2017, by Brendan Cheney. The photo shows people sleeping on the street. It says there were 3,892 people homeless and unsheltered in 2017, according to the estimate conducted in February, up from 2,794 last winter. Okay, I am assuming that this is New York they're talking about. So we're talking about Mayor Bill de Blasio. Okay, so... Um, so this is within... That's like the same number that's getting thrown around in Portland for how many folks are on the streets is 4,000 people. And like if the amount of people on the streets here mm -hmm. is the same the as same New same York, same. I think that speaks to how dire the need is in Portland for addressing homelessness. Certainly. Because Portland's a smaller city. 4,000 is a larger percentage of people who live here than in New York. So it was a one-night count conducted... One inch of snow had fallen in the previous 30 days. It was a 40-degree night in February. I definitely think there are limits to their method of the count. Completely. And when you met with the uh, like the Homeless Information System Services yeah. uh, organization in Portland, that's basically the gist you got from what they were saying. Like, the data yeah. that we're collecting is... Fairly, maybe not the best in terms of accuracy or actually representing the problem. Yeah. And understanding that, I think the insinuation was that it's actually probably worse than it is better for that number. Do you think that's fair to um, say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say, but also, like, it's interesting, like you were pointing out, just to think about, like, why is that data collected? Um, it's... There could definitely be good people out there collecting the data that want to help and are investing their careers in helping the homeless, but basically the data might be collected because it's sort of like a formality in funding. Absolutely. Where there are certain boxes they have to check, mm -hmm. and one of them could, I, I don't know this for a fact, could be doing that count. And exactly showing relative to the population in that count, which isn't necessarily an accurate number, how many folks they're serving, which then goes into their homeless management information systems data. Yeah. And last year in Portland, snow was falling on the ground. People were freezing. People were dying in the snow. Yeah. And, you know, I doubt everyone who normally was, who hangs out outside, sleeps outside, or was actually hanging out and sleeping outside when they did the count. Uh, you know, I think when we look at the political climate and we see a lot of people upset about government bloat, uh, I think it's programs like this potentially that people start to get a little upset about when they read about it and see that it's, it's a service that we want to be providing. We want to be helping the people who are most endangered in our country. No one really is against that, but when they see that it may not be doing as efficiently and it's not really changing just because it's a touchy issue, uh, I think that's where people kind of self starts to get a little upset about the process. Totally. Um, 
So I pulled up, you reminded me of an article I saw recently. So this is from Coin6. I was in their studios the other day. Um, hey, Core, if you're listening, you're an anchor that I met. Um, so 80 homeless died on Portland streets in 2016. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so 80 homeless people died in Multnomah County last year, according to the 2016 Domicile Unknown report okay. released by the Health Department on Thursday. That's eight fewer than 2015, but more than twice as many as 2013, which had the lowest, lowest total since the annual reports began in 2011. So here's a quote from Israel Bayer, outgoing executive director of Street Roots. We are again seeing people die decades ahead of their time of preventable deaths all around us. Um, so... Street Roots, by the way, is a homeless advocacy organization. They worked with the county to develop the report. And Israel, quote, this is not normal and it is not acceptable. Um, I mean, of course, I mean, we agree with that. Like, it's not acceptable. Um, our capacity to keep people from freezing this winter at Donor Bridge in terms of our outreach um, scope. I mean, we work with one person right now in the mm -hmm. homeless community, and we are just a couple Instagram follows away from getting him off the street because of a private donor. But mm -hmm. um, So go follow us on DonorBridge, by the way, Instagram. But, um, you know, there's just such, there's such a large need. I mean, in the outreach work I'm doing right now, uh, when, when we're done, I end up dropping this person off at their tent. And you know, I'm just like, how do you do it? How do you stay warm? How does this work? And his answer is just like lots and lots of blankets. And there's a tarp over his tent to keep it from freezing. And from other homeless folks I've talked to, it's like some like private security could show up whether they're there or not and announce that everything is going to be swept in like 24 hours. And if they're there, who knows if they can move quick enough. And then if they're not, they won't even know how their stuff disappeared. Completely. And anytime these people have to leave, like they're set up, like they're always at risk of their things being stolen. Like it's, it's even for those folks that are surviving uh, with their tents, I mean, it's just not a great scene and very hard to survive. But um, the other thing I was going to say is that on our website, we're trying to set something up where you can order socks for that person. We're kind of experimenting with it, but we'll put up the other things that are needed, like. Uh, backpacks, sleeping bags, blankets, tents. So hopefully if people feel like they want to give, um, they can do that and, and help people stay warm. One of the big things that I hadn't realized until we started doing this work and meeting with people and talking with them is sort of how fragile the state of their possessions are even when they have something. Uh, from one of the surveys and connections that we had talking with them, we asked them, like, oh, do you have a phone? And they're like, yeah, you know, I, I have, like, I sometimes have a phone, but nine out, of ten time, nine out of ten times when I have it, it gets stolen. And that's an opinion of someone, uh, that's opinion that comes from someone who has had this experience over and over and over again. And so there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to, uh, you know, really getting someone back up on their feet that, you know, giving them something is incredibly helpful, but also still doesn't, you know, keep them so they can't 
freeze to death on the streets unless they're cold outside. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, Josh, and it's something that we're still learning, but it's like, how hard is it to secure your possessions when you're living on the street? Mm-hmm. Um, in our experience, talking to folks who live on the street, it's pretty difficult, and it's pretty likely that some of the stuff you have is going to get stolen. Um, with our first asker, Mike, um, we made some signs, and it's for scanning on his fundraiser page. People walking by can give. We had two signs, and after like a day of having them, somebody stole one of the signs. Like, what are you gonna do with like a a, a two foot by three foot sign that's already got printed on it? Like, asking with Donor Bridge, scan with your iPhone. Like, what's somebody gonna do with that? Even even things you wouldn't expect are gonna get stolen are. Um, mm. And I mean, we weren't there when it happened, but that's what Mike told us, and you know, we have to take his word for it. So, it's definitely a, a chaotic, unstable at times sort of lifestyle living on the streets. Um, and like we read earlier, it looks like the numbers between New York and Portland are not that far off from each other. I mean. The number we had in Portland was 4,000 living on the streets, and the number that Rob Bliss had through that Politico article was about the same. I mean, I don't know if I need to do this, but let me look up population statistics between Portland and New York real quick. I'm sure New York doesn't have it. They may have said it increased by 40%, maybe increased by 4,000 extra public people. Sure. Okay, so Portland population, as of 2016, we're at... 639,863, let's go do New York, 8.538 million, so, I'd be surprised if they only had 4,000 people on the street, yeah, I mean, let me think about this, so, New York City has, like, well over 10 times, would it be 10 times? Like, about... Well over 10 times the amount of people we have in Portland, but the same amount of homeless, according to these counts, which we've sort of prefaced may not be 100% accurate. I think that's okay. It's sort of better than nothing. Um, But yeah, I mean, the problem is real. Okay, so we digress pretty far from the video. Let's try it. Oh, no, Katy Perry, we don't need to listen to you. Stupid ads. Um, Where were we? Okay, so... (laughs) As you can tell, Josh and I are a pretty chatty bunch. We're only 15 seconds into the four-minute video and have already given plenty of um, commentary. Feed- commentary and feedback. We need like a Twitch stream live or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. We'll work on that. Say you're on your way to work and you see someone who you think could really use a sleeping bag. One. I am curious in this video if anyone who's in it like knows that they were gonna be in it. Well, to me, that dude looks like it's like his friend that he got to sit down. Like maybe it isn't, but like I don't know the way it is. Yeah, like, that one part was acted, which is fine Let's because go back. there is Use a, a sleeping bag. One maybe where not. You- maybe not. Yeah, but there is like an ethical implication of uh, one thing we ran into a lot in our services is like organizations will tell us like. Do not take any pictures, not just to us, but like any one of the volunteers is like, do not take pictures, do not record them, do not do any of these things, don't even ask them. And then it's like, only do it if they ask or they want it, because there is a myriad of safety issues that come with uh, sort of like soliciting relationships with people who are on the street that you don't know very well. 
you know, it's really uh, it's a misnomer to think that all homeless people are dangerous and you shouldn't interact with them and you shouldn't develop a relationship. We know that firsthand with the relationship we have with our first asker, Mike. But um, you also have to be smart about it uh, in that sort of way. And they're also, you know, they're people too. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, taking pictures of people in Africa and then posting them on your website and saying, like, oh, how much of a good person am I because I'm doing this? Uh, it's a very thin line between those two things. But I think it's okay. important to talk about it and to not let that prevent you from, from engaging in things like this or even what we're doing. Totally. And I mean, nowhere in the video is Rob mentioning, like, all people film did so willingly and signed photo release forms and all that. And I mean... This definitely isn't like a not-for-profit video. Like this guy does video marketing, and if you look, like he's got like a contact email like at his business, and had production help from like his production assistant, whose last name is Francisco. That's cool. Um, Sam, like Sam Francisco. That sounds kind of fake. Uh, hey Sam, if you're listening, but uh, really cool name, much cooler than mine. Yeah, much cooler than mine as well, and like your videos are cooler than ours too, but we're working on it. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the, I was going to say, like, on the one hand, it's it's good, like, if Rob, say, was filming these folks and, like, had to engage them to, like, get that signature on that photo release form, like, it creates a conversation. Yeah. On the other hand, like, if he's still engaging them, but he's not going through you know, those um, hoops that he has to to get their um, content and, and use it, like, for profit. I mean, great, there's still some engagement, but, like, is that ethically sound? Um, and it just seems like it would make sense at some point in the video to mention, like, at the end, for example, that those people did so willingly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You look like you're itching to say something. Oh, I totally am itching to say something. Because it's, like, it's. I think this is fascinating. Because another thing we ran up against is like this notion that like the homeless, uh, the houseless, and their position of being in need of charity like puts them in this weird social world where it's okay to sort of like maybe not do things the right way or you know like they're already destitute so we can just give them whatever and it'll be great. It's better than nothing. But it's like as leaders in working with the houseless. If you're looking at these people as people 100% as your equal, why do you not do business with them the same way that you do business with them as any other client? Force yourself into that 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 visceral, uncomfortable feeling of, okay, so basically I'm going to treat you like my business partner, and we really need you to sign these release ones because it's legal. Like treat them 100 like you want to give them dignity. Like I don't know what's more dignifying than like I don't know inviting them into the. Uh, Inviting them into your system. Um, I'm 100%, not trying to have no. a conversation about how legitimate that system is anyway, because that's another conversation. But, like, I don't know. It's an interesting way of going about it. Definitely. I am uh, I'm looking back through our Instagram photos to find a quote that we got from the East Portland Neighborhood Office. And... It related exactly to what Josh was talking about, where you're you're in a certain position when you're vulnerable that you're going to say yes or no, perhaps to things that you might not normally if you had some of the ability to sustain your own needs. If you had a fucking house and food to eat, yeah, and, you know, reliable. <laughs> exactly. To 
goods and services. Right. So I met with the director of the East Portland Neighborhood Office, and he said that, you know, in this part of Portland, East Portland, which has a great amount of poverty, there's a certain approach you need to take to helping others. And there's a quote that he used to sort of encapsulate that approach. So um, it is a quote. I'm going to butcher her name. It is Lila Watson or Lila Watson. Um, the quote is, if you have come here to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. So Josh, I want to look for a second, take this quote and analyze what's going on with this video with Rob and these homeless folks. So let's take our best guess at what liberation is for each party. What would you say liberation looks like for Rob? in this video. I think there's a hint here which is his email for his company in the description. I think that might have something to do with his liberation. I'm not it's hard to say a hundred percent. Okay well then let me start with something easier. What would liberation look like for these folks that are on the streets in the video? They need houses. They need simple. They need, yeah. It's like a concrete. They need to be part of society. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a relationship piece. There's that social cultural piece in engaging with the world, which they may or may not already be doing. I mean, they're already out in front of everybody, assuming every day they're out there. They're they're out in front of everybody engaging them. But what liberation might look like for them is getting off of the streets, not having to do that to make a living. And if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think it's really having that base pyramid, a hundred percent, fulfilled having physical safety and physical security. Uh, I don't even know how these people, like, I understand why some of them or a lot of them don't have jobs or can't have jobs. It's because they literally don't know if the house or their tent that they go back to would likely be there. Totally. So let's bring it back to Rob mm -hmm. Bliss, the maker of this video, which now has 1.7 million views. Nice job, Rob. Um, still working on that, on our videos. But... Um, if I had to take my best guess at what liberation looks like for Rob, well, I mean, he said at the end of the video what his hope was. So he said, this video was not in any way sponsored by Amazon. My hope is that they see this, they, I think, being Amazon, mm -hmm. and realize their potential to help enable giving. So it's not really clear that Rob even has a stake in this, like for his own liberation. Um, my best guess is that him putting a link to like his business email, $1.5 million deal to help. Yeah. Amazon? Yeah. Maybe he's trying to do some kind of deal with Amazon. I'm not really sure. Maybe he's trying to increase awareness for his own business and we're okay with being profitable. Like we're yeah. a social enterprise, but I mean, I think in a different sense, like our liberation is bound with those who are homeless in Portland because this is our community. We're, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to share this neighborhood with those houseless folks and we want them to be thriving and as successful as the rest of us. And we're taking the time to learn what liberation looks like for them. And if our goals with engaging donors and building the bridge between people with resources who want to give and those in need seeking help, if it's bound with their liberation, great. We're going to find something to do together. And that's what we're doing with Mike. And it's helping Mike. Like, 
Mike has a phone and he's calling me every day with ideas about how to get him off the street and how he's doing. And it's rough. I mean, like this is, it's not, I just say this and I don't know what I mean by it, but like homelessness is not a joke. This isn't like, even if these folks are drug addicts or struggling, wherever they're at, like we need low barrier services that are going to support them. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really clear. I'd love a follow-up video from you, Rob, about like what what is your stake in this? I mean, we we love the video and, you know, like we said, like we're already doing this. There's two other companies in the U.S. doing this, but I guess what is, what is his stake? I'm not really sure. You know, and I definitely don't want to be bashed on Rob because 100%, as we'll get through more in the video if we get through it, like it's never bad to give things to homeless people. It's like if they need socks and their feet are freezing, you should be able to do that. But I wish at the end of the video, instead of like, I really hope Amazon kind of sees this, he made a call out and be like, I want you guys, my viewers, to see this and do it and post like a response video to how it went. Like, like a call to action of like the people on the ground, us, that have the ability to help people on the street rather than just like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Amazon sort of got this? Or wouldn't it be great if they did something? Because if our liberation is bound up with them, we have to measure the liberation by our own actions and what we're doing daily in order to fix that. A totally. hundred billion percent, no questions asked. And um, I, I hope right now he's making a follow-up video of something like that and like, Next week after Christmas, he'll be like, this is all the shit me and my homies and my followers were able to get done for the new year. Like, that's what I want to see 100%. Like, I'm not even going to say anything else. Like, that's just, like, my dream. Absolutely. My dream to see from Rob. Well, and I think for our listeners, like, you're coming here with the same interest we have as bridge builders to connect those. Again, I'll just – I'm going to just beat the dead horse with this one. People with resources who want to give – it might be you guys or those in need seeking help. It might also be you guys. And we're, you know, we're in this together. Um, like our mission is your mission. We're trying to share the right ways to do that, give our commentary on ways to do that that we're not really sure about. Um, you know, I would say anything on our website is like bridge builder approved or like build the bridge approved. Like you guys can trust that that is a good way to give, but um, again, we're just not really in cl clear on like the intent of this video as well done as it was. Um, clearly, like Rob knows what he's doing with um, with video marketing. But Josh, you got to tell us for our bridge builders what what is on your shirt. This is just amazing. And oh, well, it's a gift from my from my girlfriend. The first year we were together, and it's normal. oh my gosh! It's Shout out Stormy. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Stormy Hobelheimer. You're the best. It is a narwhal. Yeah, they're narwhals. The unicorns of the sea. It's so beautiful. We <laughs> might have to like post a picture of it with like a thumbs up from you Absolutely. after the podcast. Bridge builder fruit. All bridge builders love narwhals. Yeah. Um, like, do at you least love... I haven't met one that doesn't love narwhals. <laughs> do you love narwhals? Go listen to our podcast. Hashtag narwhals on this podcast. Okay, so I'm forgetting. I think we were around here in the video. Let's give it some time. Let our thoughts yeah, we'll do for a minute. Yeah. And you see someone who you think could really use a sleeping bag. One, where are you going to find one of those? And two, even if you find it, buy it, and deliver it, aren't you now going to be late? So you end up with thousands of people walking by a guy with no I just really I'm glad quick. you paused it because this is the very convenience I think that he nails hard on. Just yeah. like, 
everyone is going to their things, don't have enough time, but if people are getting frostbite on the street in AKA the wealthiest nation in the world, the power hegemon of the world, that's fucked up. That's that's not real. Totally. Also, like, the way he worded that, like, if you go look at our website, like, it's pretty dang close to the way we described it. Like, I almost wonder if he's seen our website. <laughs> in the middle of December, and no one does anything. But does it have to be that way? What mm-hmm. if we could repurpose the same apps we used to bring ourselves ice cream and iPhone chargers to finally bring that guy a pair of socks? It already exists. Did Amazon actually deliver it? We don't have a real address. I had to go find out. What he said before I really liked because I think he does clue in on the little barriers and the lies we tell ourselves that prevent us from doing something. It's like, oh, I can't send it to them because there's no real address. Like, oh, they're not actually at a house, so I can't do this. I like that part about this so much because it really dissuades that fear of it's really not possible. Amazon, this big company, would never do something like that. But they would because it's just literal people like you and me and everyone else that are working. And, you know, as a delivery driver, I have friends that are delivery boys, delivery drivers. And, you know, I think they'd be fucking juiced. They'd be super juiced if they got to go and, like, actually deliver something to someone who is a pain. 100%. Yeah. Easy Um, and fun. I think you're right. There's something to highlight that Rob's doing here that's really good. And that's, like, he's very clearly articulating what barriers are out there and how easy it is to overcome them. And... That's definitely work that's already being done. Like, check us out. Socks. Sounds good. Yeah, let me see. I hope this guy knows he's on video. Because, like, he's got, like, a close-up, and he's, like, on the streets. It was interesting, too. Like, if you look at the angles, like, Rob is not alone. Like, San Francisco or somebody out yeah. there has a camera, too. So. Well, the best part is this camera is hanging down at his below shoulder and if you look at where the eye level to where his camera is from like the side angle yeah. like his camera just may be on and he's chatting with these people yeah which, like, it didn't oh, even like really it's hard because it's like man it looks like it's disguised as like not being on and filming yeah. or something that's rough can do all right all right, all right she's getting some 60 dollars shoes right now at least that's what it looks like it's amazing by the way amazon prime now which is what he was just using to order these shoes in the video like it's limited in what it can do you have to have a premium account you can get a 30-day trial but in portland like you can't we already said this you can't do socks on amazon prime now you can do it on amazon prime and ship it to our partner location and we'll make sure it gets to that person but um this is something we're unable to do Currently in Portland, yeah. It doesn't exactly translate like as seamlessly as he wants it to be in the video. Maybe in New York it does, and Amazon Mm -hmm. could, you know, possibly enable this to work better. But um, yeah, having some trouble seeing like how it's quite as seamless as it's described in this video without extra effort, which is being done. That moment. Yeah. How do I thank him? Yeah. As said by the asker, the person who just received the shoes, they were bought for him. Well, actually, technically Rob is the asker. Because Rob just went up to the guy and was like, hey, can I help you? 
Sure. And so really Rob was asking for something. But that guy ended up asking for shoes, shoes in not. response, mm-hmm. which was giving Rob something Rob wanted. Um, but yeah, the asker here, the person on the street was like, how do I thank him? And maybe Amazon could develop something that allows like somebody on the street to thank another person. But like literally, like if we have this traffic on our platform, like we could set that up overnight, like a way for those to thank others just with a, you know, public internet connection getting on our website. Yeah. You could film a response. You could type a response. Um, be easy. Okay, so with Colleen and Greg on the street, they're with a dog. Yeah. And I think something that'd be interesting is, like, how do you order dog food for somebody's dog on the street? Yeah. It's like, they're they're as much in this situation as the people are. 100%. And, like, I mean... We've met tons of people who are like, you know, I'd rather be on the street than be in a shelter and not have my dog. Totally. Yep. Do you uh, need anything by chance? What's that? Montage. I'm just letting the viewers know right right now. Just montage a bunch of other people on the street getting a bunch of stuff. Yep. Anything? Backpack, socks, anything else that's like a major thing? Okay, a major thing. Definitely these small things go a long way. But I want to be clear that like a major thing is like housing. Sentimental music. I kind of like the song. Mm. So right now we're watching a bunch of different people who are living living on the street, receiving items from Amazon couriers. Um, it's not clear that the public is buying these, but it's clear I think that Rob was buying these to show yeah, that this is all possible. <laughs> totally, and like. Maybe that was a good use of the money. We're not really sure how much money the whole video took and where else those resources could have gone. Yes. I've heard that so many times. I know you've heard it from so many times of people you've just talked to. Right. People who have had all their stuff taken from them that live on the streets. Something, though, that I wanted to, like, rewind a little bit that we're seeing in this video is, like, Josh, you were saying, like, and the asker wants to know how to thank the person. Yeah. 
But like, I just want to be clear, like with our terminology with like partners and donors and askers, like I'm not trying to be critical of Rob. I'm just trying to be accurate with our language. Like I think Rob is playing both the role of the donor and the asker. Like yeah. he's walking up to these people on the street and asking them if they need something. Yeah. Also asking them probably, we hope, if they'll be on video throughout this process. Yeah. And then they respond. Like not everybody that he's going up to and talking to like has been holding a sign or like stopped Rob and been like, can you help me get this? Mm. And that's where there's that key, that key concept of like, is your liberation bound with theirs? Like, it's, it's a different sort of thing that I think we've, like, we initially started with, where it's like, he's sort of, like, coming in with the power of, I already know I'm going to be giving him this stuff. Exactly. Just like, like, oh, you need this, you need this, you need this. Oh, like, and of course, like, well, well, yeah. Because no one ever, I guarantee no one ever else comes up to them and is just like, hey, what's up, what do you need? And so yeah. it is interesting to think of that dynamic I mean, too. I wonder, yeah. like, I wonder if any of them said, like, no, I don't, I don't need anything. Like, where were those videos and recordings? Like, yeah. maybe they don't exist. Who knows? Yeah, I don't really know. Like, I mean, so we have had one asker we've worked with at Donut yes. Bridge, and that's Mike. And I met him on the street, and I didn't ask him for shit. I basically said, like, hey, like, you know, I want to. I want to help, but I don't really know what it's like in your position, and I'm just doing this other thing you might be interested in, mm-hmm. and talked a bit about it, and I mean, I guess I asked for his time to listen, and he was like, wow, that's really cool. So, you know, in exchange for time, I was like, okay, let's go sit down and like have a meal, I'll buy you dinner, and we can talk about this, and he yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like, I need a new sweatshirt. Like, he came out and said that. Yeah. I wasn't like, what do you need, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean eventually that conversation happened where I knew he was looking for help and it was like, okay, let's be clear. Like what, you know, what do you need? But yeah. it wasn't like I just rolled up in the mic space. It was like, Hey man, what do you need? Like, yeah, you're ready for housing. So what you need housing, right? Right. Yeah, like, like more of a, a relationship of collaboration. Yeah. And it just, it. I don't know. It just seems like Rob is the asker here as much as he's the donor and like his Amazon prime account is the partner. Like it's sort it just, it seems like it's a little bit in a vacuum in mm-hmm. that way. Like he had an idea for a video. He didn't really think through like those relations and, and what that was going to look like. And then just kind of went for it. Who knows? And, and then another thing about this whole thing is, you know, 1.7 million views. Was it planned that this was going to be around Christmas time? Would this have actually picked up as much hype if it wasn't around Christmas time? You know, probably not. Who knows? It's very well known in the whole nonprofit industry that, like, around Christmas and Thanksgiving, everyone wants to give more. And that's not a bash against people that do give around those times or even those organizations that, you know, use that time as a prime time to sort of market their message. But as far as creating creating a liberation movement rather than a Band-Aid, Patch-Aid movement, wanting something that moves communities – um, you know, I wonder how many of these people who saw it just thought like, oh, that's cute. Like, yeah, you know, I really should do that. Came with it from the power of, I need to give these things to these people because, you know, they're, they're destitute rather than let's bring these people up together with myself. Yeah, definitely. I think like to walk and to work together is definitely the goal for us mm-hmm. bridge builders. And 
we just hope that talking about this, kind of like Rob hoped that filming that would inspire Amazon, we hope we can inspire Rob to see that although what he's doing is great, like there's always more work to be done and we need to have some self-awareness mm-hmm. about how we're doing this. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, I guess I'd cut this out if it doesn't end up happening, but I hope I can talk to Mike today about his take on the video because none of these people in the in the video were really asked for their opinion on like what they think about using Amazon to give or just this whole video and this movement. Like, do they, have they seen this video? Do they even know what movement they ended up being a part of to get Rob more emails to his business mm-hmm. account? Like, I, I don't really get it. Anyways, we're, we're almost done with the video. Let's get through it. So towards the end of the video here, we're just seeing folks with their Amazon Prime um, items, and Rob is saying, you can help too. He says what the most requested items are, socks, backpacks, sleeping bags, underwear, water, hygiene kits. Doesn't say whether they're available on Amazon Prime now where you're located. Doesn't really give you instructions. Cough, cough, hint, hint. Go to donor-bridge.com and hit donate now to learn how you can do that in Portland. But yeah, I mean, it's a good video. We've got a couple seconds left. Yeah, this is the part about not being sponsored by Amazon. Well, throws down that extra value of Amazon. You know, because they didn't pay me to make this. Well, <laughs> who knows if that was his intention there? But yeah, I'm not really sure. That is what they tell you to do when you want to get the eyes of uh, a larger organization. Create that crazy amount of value. And you know, they'll, they'll make give it back. But uh, I think I have a doozy of a question for our viewers. And that is, uh, you know, I wish the best for Rob. And I hope that Amazon sees this video. And I hope they're like, we want you to, I don't know if he has, a, maybe it's a production company, maybe he helped create something. But they're like, we want to help her out this program. We want you to go out and get all this information from uh, the homeless people, something similar to what we've done. And, um, you know, help run this special brand of Prime now. And I hope he gets a million and a half dollars from it. I hope he fucking gets a crap ton of money from it. <laughs> and do you think he should give it back to those homeless people that he used to make this video? I mean... How much do you think he should, he, he, he should give back? Yeah, that would be a great thing to hear from you, Bridge Builders, is if Rob you know, pockets a bunch of coin off of that video or whatever results from it, like how much should he give back and where should he give it back? Those are all tough questions. Um, and we'd love to hear your take on that. Um, I think that's a good way to wrap up our commentary on the video. I've got tons to edit through. (laughs) We're going to have to go back and do like an intro section, but bridge builders, thank you so much for tuning in this Sunday with our build the bridge podcast. Um, We really look forward to serving you more content to help you build the bridge. And we have great opportunities right now, low barrier ways to help. The best way to help is to go follow our Instagram, which is instagram.com slash donor bridge. No spaces, spaces, no dashes. Wow, I'm slurring. It's (laughs) Sunday morning. Wow. Um, 
And if you follow it, we're trying to get 100,000 followers by December 31st to unlock a private donation that would help Mike, our first asker, get off the streets. So please spread the word. Thanks, Bridge Builders. Hey, everybody, it's Mike. Uh, just trying to help out get this thing rolling. We need followers on on Instagram, so come on, guys, keep following. Yep, you heard it from Mike. Uh, so Mike and I are going to watch this video, too, that I talked about with Josh earlier about Amazon Prime and chat about it here. This seems so weird. Why does it seem weird? Can you pause it for a second and give me your thought? It seems weird because it seems like it's a legit thing. Yeah. That we could be doing here in Portland to help everybody out. Well, we've started something on our website that's very similar. So we have the ability to do socks through Amazon Prime, but not Amazon Prime Now. Amazon Prime Now will do like hats and gloves, but they won't do socks yet in Portland. I don't know why. So this is in, I think, New York. But do we have a way to do food and stuff like that? I think we do, and the idea is to put that all in one place with Donor Bridge for food or clothing and make it simple for people. But, um, I mean, we'll definitely look into that. Let's finish watching this. Sure. I wonder if Amazon supports this video. Don't know. So you'll see a message at the end about that. They are actual Amazon packages. Mm-hmm. Not supported by Amazon. Interesting, right? Yep. Any other thoughts on it? That we need to get this going on here in Portland? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if New York's got it rolling, come on, Portlanders. <laughs> you gonna let New York show us up? The thing is, Josh and I have been figuring out how to do this with Amazon, and it's not as easy as they make it look, and part of that is because socks aren't even an option with Amazon Prime now here in Portland, but we are doing what we can through our website to get this rolling, and food should be on the list. Right now, we just have socks, which is through Amazon Prime. Then it gets sent to our partner location where someone can pick it up for three days, or we go find them in the next two weeks. Well, what if we had it sent to a locker? An Amazon locker. They're everywhere. Plaid Pantry on the east side. Yeah. Right there on the east side, Plaid Pantry. They got Amazon locker. You can have it sent to the locker and have the person go pick it up there. Totally. So how do they get the locker number? I don't know. We'd have to probably go look at the locker and see what it says. Okay. Sounds good. We'll try that, man. That's a good idea. But yeah, this is not happening in Portland yet. And... According to my research today, I think that article that they show is about homelessness in New York. They said there's around like 4,000 people on the streets. You know, New York's a city of like 8 to 9 million people. But Portland, as a city of less than a million, has... And at least a quarter of that is homelessness. A at similar least. number in, in to New York is in Portland, like the homeless. It's like 4,000 people here, 4,000 people there. So, I don't know. Anyways. I if we started up by Galleria and walked down the waterfront, 
we would find at least a thousand. From where's Galleria? Galleria is up there by Target. Oh yeah. If we walked just down this way, we'd find probably at least a thousand. That's only there's a couple usually, blocks. There's yeah, and there's usually like ten ten of them right here. Seven Eleven. Them being only two over here, that's actually surprising to me. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, appreciate your thoughts here on the uh, on the video, Mike. And uh, hopefully we can get you back on the podcast yep. uh, next time. Come on, bridge builders, help us get this started. Remember, follow at DonorBridge on Instagram. You heard it from Mike. Thanks, Bridge Builders. As always, as we wrap up, I'm going to let us listen to a great song from Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment called Sunday Candy. Normally, we upload this podcast on Sundays, so we'd be signing off saying, we hope this has been your Sunday candy. The song is still awesome, even on a Monday. Enjoy. Say in her voice, in her way, that she love me. With her eyes, with her smile, with her belt, with her hands, with her money. I am the thesis of her prayers. Her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers. Only one she loves as much as me is Jesus Christ and Taylor. I got a feature song singing for my grandma. You sing it too, but your grandma ain't my grandma. Mine's is handmade, pan fried, sun dried, south side, and beat the devil by a landslide, praying with a hands tied, president of my fan club, Santa, something told me I should bring my money. Yeah, slowly, taking in my body like it's holy, I've been waiting for you for the whole week, I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday candy. You gotta move slowly. If I had tweaked and missed you You look so good with the hat on Had to match with the shoe Came in dressed in the satin I came and sat in your pew I come to Christmas for dinner 50 rolls on my plate Hella holes in my stocking Holding your pockets in place I like my love with the budget I like my hugs with a scent You smell like light gas While the electricity rent You sound like why the gospel choir Got so tired Singing this praise on a daily basis So I gotta try it You my dream catcher Dream team team captain Matter of fact I ain't seen you in a minute, let me take my butt to church. You better come on in. Come on in this house. It's gonna rain. It's gonna Praying for you, you're my Sunday king. You gotta, gotta move slowly.